All right, what is happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. On today's show, we're going to talk a little narrative versus reality. And this is interesting and I think very important because a lot of people out there, most people out there bet based on narrative. And that is not the right way to go about things. It's so funny. When you start working in sports betting and you start getting to what what many people see who work in this industry as the truth serum, right? Because... ESPN doesn't talk, doesn't deal with reality or truth. They deal with headlines and what's interesting. And I don't blame them. That's their job. But we need to understand that ESPN, Fox Sports 1, they're not in it to help us make better decisions for who to bet on. They're in it to make more interesting conversation, either to talk about themselves or to perpetuate throughout the sports world for us to talk about with our friends and so on and so forth. So it's very kind of conflicting uh, not information, but conflicting motivation and conflicting uh, uh, goals. We, as sports bettors, want to have the most accurate, unbiased, objective information possible possible, and make a decision off that. This is not what we get for, with narratives. What happens, though, is most people watch ESPN, Fox Sports 1, other shows, listen to podcasts, and they develop their ideas about certain teams, players, sports based on the narrative. And the only problem with this is they then bet with those assumptions or those narratives. So this this slowly seeps its way into all of our betting sports subconscious that not all of us do it consciously. Not all of us say, hey, that's what they were talking about. Here's what I believe. It's a slow process that sometimes takes years to to materialize within us. And for those of us who grew up with Sports Center watching the highlights, and, and, and we are all susceptible to that. Me personally, I had to get past that and beat those preconceived ideas of what happens in sports to be a good sports better. And I will say this the, the closer people are to sports, my buddies who are diehard fans of like the NBA or NFL, they are the worst betters in those sports because they get sucked into the narrative more than anyone. When you live, eat, breathe, and sleep hockey, you fall susceptible to all these little wrong narratives that get bled out there throughout the season. You're betting on those narratives. You're generally not going to win a whole lot of games, or at least you're going to lose more than you win. So narrative doesn't help us win sports betting. Let's talk about a few examples here. How about the Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks 12th man? The home field advantage known as the 12th man for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, for a long time, this was known as one of the toughest places to play. And it's Seattle, it's the noise, it's the stadium. And they had a good run with when when uh, Russell Wilson was playing his best football. 2012, 2013, 2014. Seattle was in that time, those three seasons, 8-0, and 7-1, and 7-1 and at home. I mean, they were 22-2 and at home those three seasons. So what was the narrative? What, were, what was ESPN and Fox Sports talking about then? They were talking about how loud it was, and there would be during the Seahawks home games, a person on the sideline with one of those old decibel meters, and they're holding their ears, and look how loud it is down here. This is one of the toughest places to play because the sound, these fans are so passionate, and then they would go into the physics of how the stadium's built and how it reverberates sound better than anywhere else. And it's really a physics thing. And, oh, the creators of Seattle's home field must be heralded in the world of sports. There was all this nonsense and bullshit about how tough it was to go play in Seattle. Well, wouldn't you know, when they started playing not-so-great football, they weren't so great at home. And it's like you look into in, in across every sport or every team, and this is pretty much a parallel thing. You get good teams, they're going to play well at home and on the road. You get bad teams, 
they're going to play bad at home and on the road. So we over-exaggerate home advantage for good teams all the time. This Seattle thing is bullshit. It's an average place to play. It's no harder than Kansas City or the Washington Commanders or, and you may say, well, Washington has a terrible home field set. Really? Or has Washington just not been good for the last decade? And when they are good, it's going to be loud. It's going to be tough to play. So this whole thing, this whole narrative-driven Seattle's 12th man is nothing more than a bunch of dummies coming up with something to talk about on ESPN that seems interesting to the masses. That's where this all happens. But what, ha- what, 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 what the, the, the goal or the end result here, not the goal, the end result is everyone watching these things, well, they, they see Seattle's home field advantage, tough place to play. Well, it's Seattle, tough place to play. And they start betting on this stuff because it's getting echoed out there and they're repeating it and repeating it and saying it and saying it. You know what Seattle's home record was last year? Three and five. Year before that, four and four. Year before that, six and two. Year before that, four and four. Year before that, seven and one. Year before that, five and three. Now, you should be better at home. Most teams should be going six and two and five and three at home. So it shouldn't be surprising. But there's a lot of three and fives and four and fours in there too. What happened to the 12th man? Or are they just not as good as they used to be? Same thing. I'm in Denver. I am from Denver, Colorado. It's the same thing with the altitude. Like, altitude, altitude, oh, the altitude, go, tough place to play at altitude. Really? What did the Broncos do last year at home? What have the, look at, throughout the 25-year stretch in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, what the Denver Nuggets did. Even the 30-year stretch up to the 2000s. Was Denver lower in elevation back then? <laughs> but suddenly the Nuggets have a number one team, and it's like, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> of course. And the altitude, who's going to go to Denver and win a game? It's like, What? It's just when Denver has good teams, it's going to be harder to come here. Whether it's the Broncos, Avalanche, Nuggets. What about the Rockies? You don't hear about the, well, well, the Rockies, you know, the altitude, tough place to play. For the Rockies, it's almost the opposite. Well, they get to play there all the time. It's a positive. Yeah, look at all the runs they score. None of that matters. What matters is, is it a good team? Is it a bad team? All this bullshit about, well, tough to play in altitude. Not when, it's, not when the Nuggets are bad. Well, tough to play in Seattle. Not when Seattle's bad. Narratives don't help us bet in sports betting. As a matter of fact, it's the, it does the opposite. It makes us worse. So do yourself a favor. Next time you're watching ESPN and you see the angle they're taking, ask yourself, is it a profitable angle or are they trying to drive the ratings? Because 99 times out of 100, they're driving ratings. And as I said, they have no obligation. ESPN has zero obligation to deliver good sports betting content. They, that's not their role. So it's like, I get that. You should get that. But we don't bet that way. At least most people don't bet that way. And I'm going to end today's show by kind of, I think, along the lines of the same idea, talking about how we evaluate players. Because, you know, Baker Mayfield, all these players who talk, 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 talk are very polarizing. The same thing happens. We can't get it out of our heads, the initial reaction we have on Baker Mayfield. And I'll say this. I'm not here to support Baker Mayfield being a good quarterback or even a starting quarterback in the NFL, but most people out there in the sports betting world, or at least who watch the NFL, had their mind made up about Baker initially, very quickly in his career. And every good game he had after that was just an anomaly. And every bad game he had after that, it was, see, told you. And that's how a lot of us evaluate players. Maybe Baker wasn't the best example because he is polarizing, but that's how we all evaluate players. Most of us have had our minds made up about, you know, Lonzo Ball and Mac Jones long before we actually realized that, you know, what we thought about them. And we're not going to get into psychology and all that stuff, but that's generally what happens. 
We have our idea, and anything that happens after that to us personally, or at least when we watch the game, it either enforces or reinforces our idea, or it's just, oh, well, that's an anomaly. That's just, hey, he's having a great game. What I think is right, he's happening to have a great game today. And I will say, part of this issue, in my opinion, this is going to sound crazy to a lot of people, it's Madden. Right now, here's why. It's the ratings in Madden. I think what's happened with the Madden ratings is it's given people a false sense of like how to grade or evaluate or rank players. You do realize that people who bet player props for a living understand that Aaron Rodgers, any given game, even within the course of a game, a, a, a one game, Aaron Rodgers could, in the first quarter, play like a 75, in the second quarter, play like an 85, and in the third quarter, play like a 95. Players are so much more volatile in real life than what we see on Madden or video games. And I think what Madden has done, similar to being conditioned to listening to ESPN, it's given us the idea that, oh, Baker Mayfield's a 67. Oh, Sam Darnold's a 71. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is a 92. It's like, what? These players are so much more volatile, so much more up and down, but that's how people talk about sports. Think about how your buddies talk about their favorite teams. People either suck or they're awesome. That seems to be the, the, the scale today to evaluate players. They're great or they're horrible. When in reality, most people, the 98% of, of, of players are in between those two things. It's just we have our opinions, we get into arguments, and we bet with that same mindset. So if you take something away from today's show, start making more profitable decisions and not these decisions that are based on arguing with your buddies, the classic sports thing, the ESPN argument, and based on how we evaluate and rank players or teams or situations in sports. All right, that does it for today's show. Appreciate you listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.